Okay, we are live. Episode 139. I'm on location. I won't say where. I'm going to get some sun today. I, I don't, don't look at that picture. It doesn't matter. I'm with the kids. It's going to be epic. Um, Vasa Martinez with Perfy. Laura Sauls with Scout Market. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, we are not going to talk about the vest. We're going to instead talk about Perfy. We're going to talk about when it started and what's it all about. The vest I love, by the way. Um, it is a Perfy vest, so we're kind of talking about it. Perfy is a low sugar soda for your brain, enhanced with nootropics and adaptogens. Started uh, February 22nd. So we're going into our fifth month and it's had great uh, traction so far. Perfect. Um, give us the time that you knew you were going to develop it. I know you're in the business, which just, you can touch on a little bit on that. So there's, you know, some context, um, but was this something you thought of maybe a year or two ago because of the thing that you're involved with before this business? Uh, not really. No. Uh, the why evolved over time in 2017, I was going through a lot of traumatic experiences and I knew that what I was doing to get through it wasn't sustainable. I was diving myself deeper into my agency and I'm a big fan of soda um, because of the traumatic experiences, I was taking the tropics and adaptogens. Uh, I don't take any over-the-counter or anything. Um, so I combined the two ideas together, one to combat metabolic health, two to combat brain health um, and support people who were going through what I was going through. Um, the idea started late 20, mid, summer 2020, and I started uh, developing it April of last year. Got it. And then how does that work? If somebody has a, a, an idea, a concept, let's just stick to beverages, um, did you know where to go? This isn't something you can maybe formulate in your kitchen and put it in a can. So did you go into some sort of uh, a co-packer immediately? And, and if so, how did you get there? Um, definitely didn't make it on my soda stream. Uh, I reached out to several different R&D groups. Uh, the only one that responded was my top choice, highly recommended by folks in the industry. Um, so I reached out to them February 28th of 2021. We got cooking on the recipes April um, 2021 and then finalized the first three SKUs August 2021. Uh, we went straight into a co-manufacturer uh, based on their their vetting process and I brought on an ops team to help support. What's the business that you are in alongside this and again what do you do? It'll provide framework and also does give you a little leg up um, you know if you know what you're doing so so I think there there needs to be a frame there. Yeah, so I started my career at Quest Nutrition in 2013. After that, I created a marketing agency called Growthbuster. Uh, from there, we handle organic paid um, content. We also handle uh, social media management as well as email and SMS. And building chops at Quest and then going to the agency and working with some of the fastest growing companies in America really helped out. I also serve as the CMO of Outer Isle Gourmet. So learning a lot in the industry there, not a beverage, um, but it definitely supported and then doing studying with executive management courses at Kellogg has really helped shape uh, the way I think about things. So as far as direct to consumer, so you, you had a sort of a, a line in there, um, was it something that you uh, activated right away and through your own learnings, right? Cause that's its own animal. Uh, and there's been a lot going on there in the last 12 to 18 months, which is a whole other topic, but we touch on it on here often. Um, what did you do first? What were those first few steps as far as direct to consumer? Yeah, so we're definitely not a DTC beverage. I don't know of one that's done great outside of Hint, maybe. 
Um, we're not going to win there. It'll be supportive when we roll out into retail, which we're rolling out in over 200 doors the next four to six weeks. Um, the idea behind D2C was to get feedback. So I, our trial run went without a hitch. Um, I had 300, 500 gallons of, of liquid uh, in cans that I wanted to send out to people. This is out free cans. People just paid for shipping. And I got a ton of feedback on that, how to talk about the product, you know, what are the highlights of it to the consumer, what means the most to them. That was low sugar. Um, so that gave me a lot of insights for six weeks after that, so that this is January when we did the trial run or the trial sales. Um, February when we launched, I knew a lot of, I had a lot of data at my disposal. And then I've been learning more as we launched. Uh, that was it. You know, it's, we, we technically launched D2C, but that was sending people direct consumer, you know, samples to get feedback. And that has allowed us to create data for sales pitches to retailers. I do, I'm going to put uh, DTC to, to bed for a second, um, but I, I want to touch on one thing for, for those that are watching and they say, well, why? I mean, if, especially if you knew how, do you can touch touch points and, and feedback like you're saying, but in a different way. Um, it, it's expensive, number one, uh, to acquire a customer. Um, number two, your product, uh, again, 12 cans and maybe two to the set. It's, it's, it's heavy. Um, and it costs a lot to transport, right? So, so it's just the acquiring of the customer and, and you know, what, what is the burn on each customer, right? Which includes the, everything from moving all the way to the customer's house. And, and then again, how much are you really going to get for the product? My assumption is the can, is it $2.50 a pop, $3 a pop, no pun intended? Uh, yeah, it's, it's around there. The variety pack's a little more expensive. Uh, transparently, the pick and pack fees take it up that high. Um, it's also, uh, you know, we found efficiencies though. Like we're not going to be a D2C beverage. We've got over a thousand D2C customers in just a few months, um, all organic, very minimal ad spend at all. Um, so that's been super helpful. Uh, but the idea is to find efficiencies. I think it's, I think it can be doable. We just don't have enough of that awareness yet to, to do it. I think, I, I think that D2C is becoming a retention channel more than an acquisition channel. And my goal is to get the feedback on D2C, find the efficiency so we can be somewhat solvent on D2C as a channel as it pertains to contribution margin. For instance, it cost me $13 to ship a 12 pack, 15 to ship two 12 packs. But the, the rub there is that people don't want to buy 12 cans, let alone 24. I can get really aggressive with the pricing when someone buys 24 cans. So there's a way to win there, but more as a retention strategy than an acquisition. So I've been cobbling all my coins together, saving the retail and the trade spend that's uh, involved there. At two points. Um, one, you mentioned Hint. Uh, if anybody uh, heard that, it, you could go look back at the, the story on it and, and they built they built a big business um, in direct-to-consumer. To be fair to that subject, it was some time ago. Number two is they were in market for, for quite, you know, for some time. Um, they were also kind of first to do it, um, you know, as far as this no sugar thing. Um, Great brand, uh, great founder. You could put all. You have to put all the pieces together to really understand. Um, rather than someone's like, "Wait, Hint did it? I heard they were." No, J you got to go like read the whole book here. Um, anyway, um, this <laughs> let's let's then jump into this retail thing. So you're going to go to retail. Um, you said a couple hundred doors. Which doors are they? Uh, and how did you choose them? How are they, how is it going to be positioned? Um, so ShopRite is one that we announced last week. We're launching into the soccer stores there. That's 39 stores. We'll be in about 30 of those. And then other groups are reaching out. Basically, the way that works is it's a co-op. Certain people own certain groups of that overall 270 stores. And um, how you perform will dictate how you roll out in the other groups. 
So we're positioned as a low sugar soda. It just happens to be good for your brain. There's um, a little bit of a rub when it comes to the consumer's understanding of what a nootropic or adaptogen is. Right now, they're just buzzwords. Um, so with our new label, again, going back to the trial run and the first run, taking people's feedback and how to apply it into marketing messaging that people can understand, we now break that down to L-theanine and ashwagandha or L-theanine and turmeric. People understand what those ingredients are, adaptogen, nootropic, not so much. So the, the heart of, of Burfi is really, it's a, a low sugar soda. Um, the functional elements of it are kind of a bonus. The other functional no to low sugar brands, um, could you could you give me a couple? I, I would say them, but just in the space. Yeah, I think the main players um, have positioned themselves as gut health players. That's Olipop and Poppy, the prebiotic probiotic okay. sodas. Um, I think that they're to competitors and to buyers, those are to buyers and investors, those are competitors. To me, they're allies. If all of our missions is to reduce sugar intake in Americans and reduce pre-diabetes, diabetes, um, then I, I think we're all on the same team. But to, for that frame of reference, when it comes to a buyer or an investor, um, I reference them to a lot. And, and you mentioned you mentioned about how a, a, a consumer may not understand something and they do understand these other things. I, I always like to say, cause I, I'm from like outside the glass, right? I have like no fight in the game and all that. I'm, I'm a water guy, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, so when I see those things, but I've had them I, on purpose, right? I'm being purposeful. Like, ah, I, I know that I'm, you know, Bobby, I'm going to try that and drink it. And I'm like, ah, oh, this actually tastes kind of good. And, you know, and then I read it and it's like gut health. And I'm like, I don't even know what they're talking about gut health. It's like, how about just eat right? You don't need any. You gotta, anyway, that's a whole other thing too. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sometimes, I, um, you, you, if you're if you don't have an inflammation and you eat right foods, everybody, you you don't need anyway. Um, so anyway, uh, give it to us though. What do you think consumers do know today, or they have a better understanding of, like those sort of buzzwords? And the ones that they don't, the ones that maybe are newer or fresher, that will take some uh, consumer education and, and dollars, you know, really to, you know, over time. I think my, my favorite ingredient in Perfi is the allulose. And I think that is the one that will need the most uh, love, especially when it pertains to buyers. Right now, Whole Foods doesn't allow allulose. I think that'll change soon. My prediction was the end of 2023. I think it'll be sooner. Um, but that's that's one where it's very costly for there not to be enough awareness around it, especially from a, like a business perspective. If one consumer doesn't know what allulose is, it's a little bit easier than if Whole Foods, which is you know, 500 or whatever doors, uh, doesn't know what it is and doesn't allow you to be in there. Uh, so I think that's probably the most important one. When it comes to LDN, people are supplementing with pills. When it comes to ashwagandha, they all know about the ashwagandha gummies. When it comes to turmeric, like, oh, I put that in my food. I love that. It helps with inflammation. So um, I think getting those in a fun ready to drink format is important. I think especially Gen Z wants their supplements to be foods and drinks. Um, so I think it makes sense. Cool, I, I like that answer. Um, um, I like that answer. I have my, I'm again, I'm, I'm indifferent. I, 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 and I have my own thoughts about these certain things, but um, you know this too, it, it is about consumer education, uh, i.e. I marketing. Um, and some of the marketing is just, uh, I don't even know what the, you know, uh, and, and that's it, it, but that's how it will always be. Um, there, there's, there's dollars put behind a brand and or a product and or a thing. And it doesn't really matter whether or not it's 
I, I'm going to say this, whether or not it's really factual or not, it's just how loud can they get and how much does the consumer sort of uh, dig that? Um, where do you guys go after this first couple hundred doors? I know it sounds great, you know, to like just kind of expand you, you want to grab a couple more retail partners and the like, but do you, do, are you going to be playing this specifically, especially, you know, again, cash is a tight thing these days and you know how expensive, I talk openly how expensive this business is, especially if we're talking, you know, retail and expansion and growth there. Um, what, what is your play there? So velocity is my number one answer. Uh, right now we have a test market in Las Vegas where we're doing 250 units a week, which has been very, very positive. Um, branching out into retailers who one, love the product, um, two, understand what it is, and three, care about why we're even doing it. Uh, I think there's, it's, it's very important to me that businesses have a why, like if they're just, you know, shuffling product, it's a little bit tougher to get that attraction or that that emotional point of difference. Everyone has a functional point of difference. What's that emotional point of difference that people may have? And that's what we're really leaning into, which retailers care about that. Um, and then making sure that we succeed there, then expanding. It's not a spray and pray type strategy for me. It's focusing on the natural channel specifically, maybe some Lulo that makes sense, but uh, getting into the places where I think we'll succeed. Uh, similar to sports, you put your best players in the positions that they're the best at. Uh, that's what I'm doing with Perfect. I like that. And good way to close it. Um, good stuff, Asa. Um, I, I followed you. I've been connected with you for quite some time. I know what you do. It, it's I'm it's a it's a tough one, man. And, and you know, I I I I don't shy away from that. Um, because you shouldn't. And, and it, you know how I am about that. The, the rah-rah and the like, you'll go get them and uh, just around the corner. No, I don't do that. Uh, sorry, folks. Um, Vasa with Perfy, I put up your info at the end. Uh, check it out. You got to give, just give it a try. Let's get that going. Um, and then go support that retail launch. Give it, a, give it a go, right? Let's give it a go and let's do that. Uh, Laura, Scout Market, give it to us. Yeah, thank you uh, for having me and nice to meet you, Vasa, as well. Um, so yes, yeah, Scout Marketing, I've been in marketing for over 15 years, 12 years on the CPG beverage side, you know, got my, cut my teeth at Zico, saw that exit, that was amazing, boxed water, aloe glow, so really got uh, what I call Jill of all trades kind of scope on things and helping in a variety of capacities. And in 2018, really just to help a friend out, started Scout, and it's just been growing ever since and just assisting kind of early, mid-phase CPG products, everything from brand positioning, marketing strategy, even project support, you know, just kind of that like friend in need. And that's why I called it Scout was just to help you down the path. I mean, there's, I've uh, working with founders, it's so wonderful to see the passion and they just want to get these products to people. And sometimes you just need someone to help you crystallize it out of their brains and connect you with the right people. And you know, I've worked with enough wonderful agencies, but there's always so many layers a lot of smaller brands don't need. And so um, I started Scout just to kind of help people out. And that, like I said, more early phase. And I'm located in Redondo Beach and have an amazing network of similar like-minded professionals. So we all help each other out and work together. So you can network and get those capabilities without paying, you know, to keep the lights on in my lovely office here. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Redondo. Uh, I really like Southern California. Um, good stuff. I, I will get your info down there as well. Laura, Scout Market, Vasa, Perfy. I appreciate you both being on. Have a great rest of the week. Be well. Thank you. Take care. Thanks,